let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Welcome to Opinions on Films. It's Christmas and we're doing something that's a real departure for us in this series, aren't we? Well, it's a bit different to Lost Boys and uh, Infinity War, Steve. Yeah. Um, what are we watching? We are watching Love Actually, <laughs> a Christmas-themed rom-com. Indeed, and of um, all the things that I ever thought I would be doing <laughs> with you, sitting down to watch Love Actually uh, wasn't one of them. No, I was a bit. I think it was a bit of a shock to both of us to find that actually this was actually one of our favourite films. Yes, yeah, mine too. It's, it's, a, it's a film that I um, actually religiously watch every Christmas. Yeah. Because I, I just love it. I think it does encapsulate the, the, the feeling of Christmas. Oh, I, I love it. I mean, I don't know if I... I can't remember if I actually watched it at the cinema when it came out. I think I did. I think I, think I, I actually can't remember, but I, I have seen it plenty of times since. Yeah. And Michelle, a couple of years ago, took me to one of those secret cinema things. So oh. I didn't know what film we were going to see until yeah. I got in there. My first thought when I went in there, it might be like um, one of the Narnia films. And it turned out to be love, actually. Excellent. Beaming from here to here. I had a few craft beers on at the bar. Brilliant. Brilliant. Ev- everything you need. I suppose, speaking of craft beer... We should uh, probably do what we do, which is, yeah. which is enjoy a beer. Yeah. So, cheers. cheers. Okay. So, we've got uh, the last of the beers that Salt very kindly sent to us. And it's a collaboration with Fine Owls. Just Another Dream. Mango and Guava Fruited Pale. Um, handily, they say juicy and tropical, but I think he probably would have got that anyway. You could have guessed that, yeah. Uh, 5.8%. Well, I'm going to say, first of all, I, I thought we were just going to get fruit juice. Now, it is, it is really fruity and it is really juicy. Yeah. But there's something else to it there. There's, well, feels like the sugar's missing. Yeah. As in any sort of it feels like there's no addition of sugar and I'm not saying other people do but that's what it always reminds me of and it's got a bit of a pithy bitterness at the end as well it is I, I'm quite enjoying that and actually it looks thicker than it drinks yeah so yeah, yeah so for anyone who's uh, not sure it is a full on fruit juice Merc Bomb visual oh a- absolutely yeah you know it's yeah. proper proper Merc Bomb it looks like Tropicana in, in, in the glass yeah definitely Tropicana breakfast juice so um, so we've already missed the, the we talked over the scene as we do, generally do <laughs> as hopefully listeners are used to the, the two or three of you that listen to this one um, you know we've talked over the bit with Bill Nighy doing yeah. his, his Billy remake Mac. doing his yeah. Billy Mac uh, with uh, Gregor Fisher as well I was going to say as Rabsy Nesbitt but he's not <laughs> <laughs> and that's um that's a recurring theme throughout it as well, isn't it? Billy Mac keeps coming back with his... Because he's on a quest to be the Christmas number one, isn't he? Yes. Essentially. Yes. The unlikely Christmas number yeah. one. Yeah. And so we've already seen Colin Firth, who is off somewhere. And then we flick to Liam Neeson already. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you can remember back to the first time that, that you saw this. Because it's... I mean, it's a good few years old now, isn't it? It's what? I'm going to say 2003 Christmas. Yeah, so what's that? As as we recalled, sixteen years old now. Yeah, this is. So if you can think back that far, I I remember going to see it and not really knowing what it was about, and I found these opening scenes quite confusing in terms of what what's going on here. We're we're jumping between a series of stories. Actually, you are right because if you think back to some of the other ones with Richard Curtis done, 
it tended to be stories flowing into each other. Yeah. This was a whole, you know, we're probably on scene six now. Yeah. With the Chris Marshall character delivering sandwiches really badly. Yeah, just kind of throwing them around. Yeah. So ultimately, it's um, it's a story of is it ten different stories that all end up essentially becoming intertwined in one way or another. Yeah. So you got various connections, which obviously again the first time you don't really get the connection. Yeah. I think even if you watch it the first time all the way through, you probably don't quite spot all the connections. Now to. <laughs> <laughs> These two do crap me up during this film. Yeah. So this is uh, Martin Freeman and Joanna Page, um, who are basically body doubles for the sex scenes. Yeah, for, for, for a film. It's a very young Martin Freeman as well in this, isn't yes. it? Yes, yeah, and obviously he's, he's done all right for himself since then. Oh, yeah, he's, he's now in the Marvel Universe. He's in the Mar- He's been in two films in the Marvel Universe, yeah. hasn't he? So he was in Civil War, and then he was in Black Panther. Yeah. And, oh, look, and another Marvel character has appeared. Surely you would have um, reprised his role for the last one in Endgame as well. So. He must have been in Endgame. Uh, but this guy was in. I uh, can't pronounce his name. Doctor Strange. Yes, but I can't. Pr- Mondo. I yeah, it was a Mondor, but I can't pronounce his the actor's name. So yep. I do apologise. So the black guy marrying Kira Knightley cannot pronounce his name. And while we're talking about people that have gone on to other things, <laughs> um, I've forgotten the fella's name now. He's uh, Andrew Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln. Walking gone on Dead. To find fame in The Walking Dead. The teachers before that as well, didn't they? Yeah, with, with one of the most grisly beards you've ever seen on t- television <laughs> in, in The Walking Dead. Well, I mean, it's a, I mean it's the, the body of work these people have done. Yeah, and now we're into a scene with Hugh Grant. Yeah, who, to be fair, had done a fairly decent body of work with this yeah. ilk anyway, hadn't he? Yeah, heading into number 10 Downing Street. Yes. So, uh, the new Prime Minister. And as, as we recall today, on, on the day that we're recording this, it's actually Hugh Grant's 59th birthday. Oh, happy birthday, happy Hugh. Happy birthday, Hugh. So when you listen to this, Hugh, you can uh, raise a glass. You can indeed, yes. Because, because we called <laughs> to give you a shout out. Can you just imagine Hugh Grant sitting back and listening to opinions yeah. on films? Um, and uh, it might not surprise you to know, but I've dug out a few Doctor Who facts. Okay. Connected to this she film. was in Doctor Who. She was in Doctor Who. She played Trish in Fear Her, which was a David Tennant and Billy Piper story. Okay. Unfortunately, it was one of my least favourite. Right. So, but yes. So the, what's she the, his general manager? Chief she's, of staff. Chief of staff, yeah. She's the chief of staff, isn't she? Um, this is nice to meet you. Now... I only ever knew Martin McCutcheon as Tiffany in EastEnders. I think that's all she had done before this. Yeah, and I'm not sure what she's done since. I don't think she's done anything <laughs> since. I think she might have been in an episode or two of Spooks once, but that was a bit... Maybe. Well, hey, I mean, who, who, who would want a, who'd want a sensible Prime Minister these days, anyway? Well, you, you wouldn't, but we're not going to go there. I, I, don't, I don't think we're ever going to go there. Um... We'll just keep the real world to one side for, 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 for now. <laughs> Pretend it doesn't exist for the yeah. next two hours or and, so. And lose ourselves in love, actually, for a bit. Do you reckon, speaking about that, and not going on to political thing, but single man being voted as Prime Minister? Yeah. Do you um, that would actually happen? Apparently, apparently it has, because in doing some reading for this, um, they styled him on, I want to say Ted Heath was apparently a single Prime Minister as, as well. I'm sure our fact-checker, yeah. Sean, will correct us on that. On, on, but I'm sure on, on doing a little bit of pre-reading about the film, I'm, I'm sure they, they had that in mind because they knew, obviously, he was a single man.
So we'll jump back to the wedding scene. There you go, and Andrew Lincoln, the best man, said, no surprises. Yeah. Already we're seeing a few of the characters that we saw briefly yep. are in the audience of the... Is it an audience at a wedding? Congregation. Congregation. Guests. Yeah, guests. I should know that, having had a wedding recently. Well, yeah. Now, this is the reason why we had All You Need Is Love for our song. So, my love of the Beatles and our love of... Of this film. Yeah. Nice nod. Because this was the song that we had for leaving our ceremony, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Seal was unavailable that day. <laughs> is that Seal? Well... Oh, it feels like no, it's not, is it? No, he hasn't got the um, yeah. the scars. Sorry, that's my fault, but no, I, but I, I always thought, yeah. oh, that's seal, but yeah. But yeah, can you imagine a how much organisation that would take? Oh yeah. F firstly, how did they get the instruments in without anyone seeing it yeah. until this point? Especially a trombone. Well, I don't know. One of our guests got in with a, a cat-sounding keyring. <laughs> Just at the start of the ceremony, it went off, didn't it? Yes. We had to, we had to repeat the first line. <laughs> I can imagine just how impressed you were at that as, as, as well. To be fair, I've seen the funny side. He actually gave a key ring which makes the same noise <laughs> to us. So that's the one I put on Michelle's keys tonight. Oh, so Jamie, Colin Firth, character, has come back to his house. And I'm running to his brother. Yeah. Who's... Has he not noticed who looks like he's very much in lounge, very yeah. comfortable gear? So I suppose, Bridget Jones been on by this point? Um, I think maybe the first one would have been. Oh dear. Oops. So we've just found out that Colin Firth's girlfriend is being less than faithful. Mm. But how clever, so all we've had is that moment that sentence and we don't see either of those two again no we don't see Jamie's brother and soon and obviously ex-girlfriend we don't see them again no they're, they're gone that's it yeah story told yeah with uh what two sentences yeah I uh this is one of my favorite scenes in the entire film <laughs> it, it really is so this uh again we're back to our caterer yes who's now working at the wedding yeah so another little connection so Chris Marshall Brilliant. Dead baby's finger. <laughs> I'm pretty glad that this didn't happen at my wedding, I have to admit. <laughs> Shame you took it then. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Just brilliant. Basically, brilliant. Brilliant plan. Yeah? He's decided that it's not him. It's the country. It's the country. It down. He needs to go to America. Yeah. <laughs> but again, his mate is the guy doing the filming where Martin Freeman is. Yeah. So and I didn't get that until I think well I think he pops up now doesn't yeah. he yeah so this is right now this is obviously slightly out of sync isn't yeah. it yeah um, 
But why, why those opening scenes have been happening? We've absolutely nailed that first beer. Loved it, actually. It was, it was really, it well, was a really nice, soft start. Yeah, to, wouldn't want to have it warmed up. No. I think it starts to warm, it'd get a lot juicier. Yeah. I think some of those sugars would come out maybe a little bit. But cold, very easy to drink. Very, very easy. easy to drink. Really enjoyed that. So thanks again, Salt and that was a collaboration with Fine Ale. Oh, fine. I mean, that's that's salt, salt still being a fairly new brewery. That's quite the collab they've pulled off there with the very well-established Fine Ale. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, there's plenty of people raving about Fine Ale. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. So, again, they're doing this scene where they're checking the lighting. Yeah. And he's having to place his hands on her breasts and say, can you cut them a bit more? <laughs> I do love the facial expressions on for Martin Freeman doing this. <laughs> And then talking about the traffic, I just think, I, I think the writing's genius. I think it's brilliant. I think it's it's absolutely fantastic, and that's one of the things that Richard Curtis is so good at as well. Yeah, he's he's telling a story. Well, there's plenty of stuff he's done. I mean, we'll get into that a bit more. Yeah, later on. But now we've switched from that to a wedding to a, fu- a funeral scene. Yeah, it's like back it's and forth so quick. Sad. Yeah. Back and forth so quickly. In, well, the, 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 the sort of opening act is, isn't it? It's it's kind of it's it's establishing each of the characters. I suppose building blocks, foundation. but very very quickly. And then as it goes on, acts two and three begin to slow down and let the stories tell themselves a little bit more, and it all comes together a little bit more. Now, Sam's grandmother, who we only see briefly there, played Liz Shaw, John Pertwee's first companion in the seventies. Mate, mate, this isn't a Doctor Who episode. So that's only the start. <laughs> as, 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 as much as you're going to try and make it. And one. the person sitting beside her is Edward Hardwick, who played Doctor Watson in all those 80s and 90s ITV serialisations. Okay. Which is another link to Martin Freeman, isn't it? Who plays Doctor Watson? Yes. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Cheers. Cheers. We've got uh, another beer now. This is um, from Jefferson's Brewery. Never heard of them. Me either. Across the Pond, Transatlantic Session IPA, and I think we this was part of the, the box which we got from Relo. It was, yes, yeah. Um, and I think they're from that part of London anyway. Yeah, they're from Jefferson's Brewery, Barnes, London, SW13. It's a very interesting nose on that. Not quite what I was expecting. Maybe no. it's because it's, I don't know, is it bottled condition as well? Maybe? Possibly. Now, it was, again, another great use of music in this film. So you've got the Bay City Rollers playing at the funeral, and then it switches again back to the wedding, and they're dancing to the same song. Yeah. I don't think you've got a condition, but it had that feel to it. Yeah. Not unpleasant. I mean, it's got uh, Citra and Amarillo in there. Ooh. So not a bad start. Wheat, oats, malted barley, hops, yeast, waters. I'm guessing the oats have been used to give that body. I think so. Just because there's, there's a lot of body for a session IPA. On yeah, there. it's it's elevated off that slightly not thin but lighter touch. I was expecting something a lot crisper, a lot and a lot lighter. Yeah, this this feels like a cask session IPA. Yeah, yeah, that's a great shout. Actually, that's it's, what it feels like to it's, me. It's, it's almost giving it that cask body. Yeah. <laughs> with his motorhead t-shirt yeah. on brilliant I love the way there's so many bits of London yeah just dotted throughout yeah although I've got to the point now where I watch it too much and go you can't go from there to there that's not close enough to just walk through yeah 
Oh, now here's a question for, for the Opinions on Films series. With, with the exception of, obviously, the fact that we've now done a couple of Avengers films, is this the first time an actor's played a leading role in two films that we've done? Because we've, we've, Alan Rickman's now appeared. Because uh, Die Hard, obviously. The all-time greatest Christmas movie yeah. ever. Um, I, think he, I think he is, obviously, sadly passed away. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, lucky enough to be the first person to be a leading, a, a, a leading man in two films. Yeah. Or right up there as a leading man, main actor. Um, but I mean, he's done a body of work since then, hasn't he? Oh, absolutely. Although he, would have, he, would, he would already have played Snape, wouldn't he? When he did this? No. I'm sure that uh, I'm sure the first Harry. What was the first Harry Potter film? What was the first Harry Potter film? Mm, I think it was after this. Oh yeah, it probably was actually. Yeah. But, I mean, he was in all eight of those. Yeah. I mean, he became Snape, didn't he? Yeah, he became probably most known for that. Yeah, and I suppose his other big turn that I can remember is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yes, he was the sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, you could see elements of that in Die Hard. Oh, with, with, without a doubt, and and there's a little bit of that in him in, in him in this as well. But that's that's possibly just him as an actor, yeah. isn't it? And and the way because he was he was classically trained, wasn't he? He was trained yeah. as a theatre actor, yeah. stage. Yeah. And we're getting the music again. Oh, I know phone. You could un oh God, <laughs> glad she's not on my train. It's all the same. Yeah. So we've basically just missed the whole scene in a small business uh, where Alan Rickman, who's the, the, the owner, owner runs has, it. has been chatting to, um, I don't know what her name is, what, what's the character that she plays in this, Lauren Endley? Uh, Sarah. Sarah, who was previously at the wedding Yes. in the previous scene. Um, so we're just seeing more characters. Yeah, who being, presumably was a friend of someone's from someone, the wedding. Yeah, I mean, it seemed as though everyone was a friend of someone at who some we've point. seen so far at that wedding. Bill Nye plays this brilliantly. He's brilliant. Now, Bill Nye appeared in Doctor Who. <laughs> of course he did. He was in Vincent and the Doctor, pl playing someone who, uh, an art curator or an art lecturer at the, uh, at, uh, the Louvre, and that episode was written by Richard Curtis. Oh, really? Yeah. Richard Curtis has written an episode of Doctor Who, which I think is really quite cool. Isn't Richard Curtis known for kind of just using the same actors over and over again a lot a, a lot of bit. his actors so obviously he was he did black adder yeah he i think he'd write some sketches for uh, not the nine o'clock news i think he wrote, wrote, even did some episodes for vicar dibley yeah as well and there are people who come in and out of his his stuff but yeah and well hugh grant's been used a couple of times yeah he's been <laughs> four weddings not in hill yeah yeah and this one's almost playing the same character in every film. Very, it feels like very similar yeah. type of character. I, I have to say, prior to this film, I was never a great Hugh Grant fan. I, I didn't really like him as as an actor. I didn't like that kind of posh boy image that he played. But there was something about the way he portrayed the role of uh, what I'd say is a very humble prime minister in this. Yeah, uh, a bit of a bumbling prime minister doesn't really know what he's doing at first. Yeah. Um, you feel like he thinks he's got imposter syndrome. Yeah, it, and, and that absolutely captivated me, and it actually changed my mind about him as an actor, just just through this film. Yeah, and I think some point, something as simple as him, he was dressed differently to he's usually dressed in, say, the other films. Yeah. 
He hasn't quite got that floppy hair look going on. Yeah. Doesn't look quite like he's just strolled out of Eton or somewhere like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't mind his turn in the other ones, but I can understand how he wouldn't be everyone's flavour before, during or after this film, yeah. to be honest. I've got to say, the one, probably the one scene that I did enjoy him in, again, whether it was before or after this, was one of the Bridget Jones films where he has the, the street fight with Colin Firth, <laughs> which, is, which is literally one of the funniest scenes. Because Brilliant. there was so much that was relatable. Yeah, yeah, there, there were two men who had never fought <laughs> yeah. anyone ever. <laughs> they were both drunk as well, weren't yeah, they? Yeah. yeah, it was very good. So again, they've both been in films together before. Yeah, yeah. And um, Hugh Grant has played Doctor Who. <laughs> has he? Yeah. Uh, in 1999, they did a comic relief um, Doctor Who special, and he regenerated about six times until eventually he regenerated into Joanna Lumley. Oh, okay. And but the lead Doctor in that was Rowan Atkinson. Oh, I, 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 you are taking me down a right Doctor Who rabbit hole here. Oh well, I wasn't going to let these opportunities pass. It's almost like I feel like you've been waiting for this one, mate. <laughs> oh, and there's more. <laughs> Much more. There's more. Um, what are you thinking about the beer? I mean, for I'm, me, I would actually like to. I would like to know what that was like as a cask beer pulled through on a hand hand pump because it's got all the qualities. I think. I'm still picking up a really strange... There's something on the nose that I can't well, quite... Now, now, there is a hop here, which we've had before, but I don't know what... I don't can't remember much about it. So, they've gone to Dry Hop, Citra and Amarillo, and then they've gone to Whirlpool, Olicana. Okay. And I don't know much about that. Then may, so maybe that's your unknown, the bit you can't quite place, that would make sense. It's, um... I know it's not, but it, to me, it's it's almost... It's almost a herbal mintiness to it, like not not like mint mint, but like garden mint. I can see what you're getting there. Almost maybe that's because again that cast thing you are getting that maybe slight hedgerow. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Nose to it. Yeah. So we've now got our body doubles, and now completely naked, <laughs> still having a conversation about their days. Yeah. Brilliant. And uh, Joanna Page. Guess what? She was in Doctor Who? Yes. In the 50th anniversary special, no doubt. Really? She played Elizabeth I. Oh, okay. So she actually had quite a big role in it. But went on to find fame more in Gavin and Stacey. Uh, Gavin and Stacey before Doctor Who. Was... Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Because the 50th special was 2013. Right. Well, we're two for two on the beer so far. I've got, yeah, I've got to say. That was cracking. Um, I, I enjoyed that session IPA. So it looks like Colin is still determined to go to America then. He very much is, yes. And um, his mate, the guy from the uh, doing the well, the filming. Still trying to talk him out. Yeah, right? what he thinks he's talking bollocks, basically. See, to me, it feels like that his role in particular, his mate, is the only one that seems to be out of time with, ev- with all the other little stories that are going on. Because he's connected, to, almost like he's connected to the fewest yeah so he he knows Colin but we don't know how we just assume they're mates and the Martin Freeman character and the Joanna Page character he knows through work yeah and that's about that's his only connections it feels like it unless there's something else we haven't spotted I'm sure there's a connection right at the end we'll see though we'll we'll see because we'll we'll get we'll get to that but I mean the film is is almost the uh the definition of six degrees of separation, isn't it, in terms of how all of these characters know each other? Yes. Uh, just today, so John is the Martin Freeman character and just a Judy. Okay. 
So Judy. Yeah. Keep on saying just Judy. And um, Alan Rickman's PA. Yes. Not a fan of her. She's a... Seems to be trying to seduce him. Vamp, vixen yeah. type of character. She's definitely, she's definitely the, one of the very few characters in the film you can, can't warm to. I think she's put there to play that role. Oh, though. yeah, I think she is. She's, she, there's nothing you get back. Because there's no one else, maybe apart from the president of the US who turns up later on. Yeah, but... But he's there to play a bit of an antagonist, isn't he? A bit of an antagonist, a caricature. Yeah. He is there for a very particular reason, as we find out. But anyway. again, played brilliantly by Billy Bob Fulton. Yeah. I mean, again, another massive Hollywood name. In, in, it's almost in like, you know, they got him and flew him in for like a couple of days. Yeah, and, and, and did the scene. Yeah. I mean, would Liam Neeson have been his big dad? I mean, my, my, you know, I Liam Neeson now, I mean, he's got one of the most world famous memes with uh, Taken. I will find you yeah. and I will kill you, which has been used for many a thing. Yes, indeed. Um, well, this would have been after his turn in Star Wars, wouldn't it? Yes, because uh, Phantom Menace was what, about 99, I reckon. Yeah. Um, before he became an action hero. And yeah. un- again, an unlikely action hero yeah. in, in, in Taken, well, which I yeah. think Taken, for me, is almost like a modern day equivalent of Die Hard. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've liked all three films, don't get me wrong. Oh, um, I didn't enjoy the two sequels. No, I did. Because I, I accepted what they were going to be like. I, the first I, one just, is, I, I thought it was a film that didn't, it never oh, needed a sequel. The first one was still very good. So here we are. I mean, it looks like a cold day. It does look it like It looks a, like yeah. a crisp, cold winter's day where he, Liam Neeson's character, is there sitting beside his stepson, Sam. Yeah, yeah. And he's trying to find out what's wrong with him, other than that his mother's passed away, but yeah. he knows the same Kels. So this is just right on the South Bank. Um, this is where the ITV do their morning thing. So like oh, okay. Phil, and, Phil and Fern, yeah, yeah, when they're yeah. looking out, this is their bit. Just in front of that. When they're looking there. I don't know if it was ITV Studios then, yeah. but that's where they do it, because that's one of my regular running routes as well. You, you've called it that. It does look cold. Yeah. And, and they've encapsulated that. Yeah. And although the film has ended up becoming a Christmas movie, it was never intended to be a Christmas movie. Richard Curtis never set out for it to be a Christmas film. Okay, but it is set... At Christmas. It is set in December. And, and there's a song in it called Christmas is All Around. So. It's set in the like five or six week run how, how do you get away from that? Yeah. But yeah, so. yeah, by all accounts, he never, he never intended it for it to be a Christmas film. Yeah. Um, Sam was in Doctor Who as well. Was he? Yeah, in a double S. I, I have a fact about Sam as well, but you, you go with yours first. Um, so, and he's done very well for himself, actually, with some of the films he's been in, because he's, he's been in the Maze Runner films as well, hasn't he? Yes. Um, but yeah, he was in uh, a double header with uh, David Tennant and Martha. Okay. Free Matt Agnum, so series three of the of the reboot. Yeah, um, very good he was in it too as well. Yeah. He's a very good actor actually. He is. So w- when he filmed this, um, actor's name is Thomas Brody Sangster. Yeah, he was thirteen, um, which was the same age as the character that he portrayed in Game of Thrones when he was actually twenty three at the time. So he's got <laughs> a very young looking face about yeah, him. Yeah, well, in the Maze Runner films, although you know they've made him look a bit more grizzled because of the nature of the films, yeah. he still does have that. You feel like he's still going to be asked for his age yeah. when he goes well, into I a bar. I wouldn't have called him 13 in this. I would have maybe said 9 or 10. I, I would have gone as high as 11. Yeah. That's about it, though. But yeah, you definitely get the feeling. Well, the end, the end is, in, is a primary school, is it not? It's hard to know because you do have primary, Not middle schools, uniform. yeah, 
middle schools as well. And the whole thing was everything being brought together in one place, wasn't it? Yeah. From everywhere. Anyway, I've opened the third beer. Cheers. Um, what have we got now? Uh, it's, well, it's a New England IPA. Mm, is it? In it's pursuit. Clear. In pursuit. <laughs> from Free Hills Brewing, 6%. Cairo, Mosaic, Galaxy and Citra. And it says in pursuit number two, which implies a number one. We're having a lot of citra tonight. We are, but hey, never mind. But the yeast is New England. So. Okay, so even though it's clear, we're probably expecting a bit of a soft finish to it, yeah? Yep. So we just talked over number two scenes. So, uh, oh, yeah, we're going to have to recap a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so uh, the Colin, Colin Firth character, so Jamie, um, has obviously ended up somewhere out. It looks like he's in France or somewhere. About to start writing. Yeah. He's, he's taken himself off to some sort of retreat to yes. try and get over his emotional heartbreak of finding his brother in bed with his girlfriend. Yeah, that, that, there's not many more things that would upset you. No, there isn't, is there? To, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, and now we've jumped back to Hugh Grant and, and, and Natalie. Apart from the fact that this soft bit of the beer is a bit soft fruit, I'm not really getting the New England bit. I am a little bit. There's, there's a touch... Of that vegetalness about it oh, I'm that, that I don't really enjoy with the New England IPAs. So the Prime Minister is chatting up the Martin McCutcheon. Oh, I don't think he's chatting her up at this point. He's just talking. He, because again, he doesn't really know what... Well, he doesn't know how to chat to up. How to, 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 yeah. to chat up. Yes, there is yeah. that as well. So the Natalie character. Yeah. Now this, this role was written for her by all accounts Richard Curtis saw her in EastEnders and he was like I want her for this film and, and went so far as even calling the character Martine in the script before they did auditions but they had to change the name so she didn't realise she had already got the part <laughs> before she auditioned for it so they, they, they changed it to Natalie I can't think of many parts in this film which I can think of anyone else doing it now but that could no, be just because no, she's no but she's brilliant yeah. uh, she is almost she was Tiffany, wasn't she, in mm. EastEnders? She's almost Tiffany from EastEnders in that, that they've just taken her from that and put her in this and said, do a few swears. Well, said, well yeah, because they've taken it, her, her background is nothing, I'm using speech marks, special. Yeah. That she's ended up working at number 10 Downing Street. So, you know, she, it's someone from, from a different background to who you might expect. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, he's trying to give his stepson a pep talk now. Oh, he's in love. Yes, that's what we discovered yeah. on the Thames when we were talking. Yeah, he's in love. I did like his line, what's worse than the utter pain of being in love? Obviously, when we do these shows, we do kind of assume that people have already seen the film before, so it, it doesn't matter so much that we're talking over it entirely. Well, I think there'll be a few people who haven't, so... No. And it, this is, I have to admit, this is a scene with Ant and Dec. They do not look like this film was recorded 16 to 17 years ago. No, they, they, they look the same as they do now. <laughs> it's really yeah. quite annoying, isn't it? Yeah. Apart from those collars that yeah. Dex wearing, which are uh, shocking. Yeah, I can't remember anyone wearing those, No, to be honest. Yeah. But, yeah, they actually don't look yeah. a great deal different, do they? With all no. the stuff you see them in still. And this is one of these... A parody of, or was supposed to be one of these Saturday morning yeah, which kind they, of preteen, teen, whichever one would have known Anne and Deck for. Yeah, you know that's how they first. 
apart from was it Biker Grove they came out yeah with? yeah that's um, right. then it was Saturday morning TV but we knew them from yeah wasn't which it? is which is must must be what this is yeah <laughs> <laughs> brilliant so he's just drawn on the picture of Blue who are big yeah. at the time I'm presuming he's up against them for the Christmas yeah. number one a Blue isn't must he? have they must have endorsed it yeah yeah, yeah. which is quite nice. It's quite good. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, because what he's written in speech marks ain't great, is it? Yeah. And then he goes, don't buy drugs, kids. Become famous, you can have them for free. Yeah. And that, that gives us the uh, caption on screen, 10 unless it's three weeks until Christmas. Five, this one. Was this five? Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. But yeah, so five weeks of Christmas. How is it not a Christmas film? It is. Well, it is a Christmas film. I think that's it? just it's... Richard Kurtz trying not to have yeah. a set. Yeah, I mean, we're now in a gallery of nude images of people and all they're wearing is Christmas hats. Yes. But the only oh. thing covering any modesty is the Christmas hats. Yeah, so That's how... You, you wouldn't have made this film and then put it out in the middle of summer, would you? No. So, yeah, he's... The, so, Andrew Lincoln's character, hasn't, there's not much love between him and his mate's missus, is there? No. He seems to be almost constantly avoiding her. Yeah. So, Mark, that's his name. really well done this because we're not going to spoil it yeah because you, you don't know why you don't know why it's, yeah. is it that he's lost his mate to, uh, to, to, to to his girlfriend to his love of his or life or has just never quite taken to her yeah because that happens doesn't yeah. it? You, can't, you can't get on with everyone no um, so what had she been in before this so Bend It Like Beckham I remember was one of the first things I saw Kieran Knightley in I think this was probably because Pirates came after this, didn't it? Her next role after that, wasn't it? Wasn't this kind of a breakout film a little bit? Yeah, I think bit? she'd been in some period stuff. Sense and Sensibility, yeah. that kind of stuff. She's got that kind of look about yeah. her that she, she pulls off a period drama. Yes, she does it. She does do those very well, the ones I've yeah. seen. Um, and uh, then, obviously, Pirates films, and she's done a massive body of work again since then as well. Yeah, absolutely huge. Well, just the Pirates films alone would have... Yeah, I mean, the first Pirates film I loved. Yeah, I mean, I the, 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 the other four were possibly unnecessary. Massive. Talk <laughs> about Taken, Pirates, diminishing returns. Yeah. Diminishing returns. Bearing in mind that the first film was essentially based on a ride at one of the Disney parks. Yes. Had to turn a film, a ride into a film was quite amazing. Y- yeah. Usually it's round. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but wasn't um, Bill Nye was in the second Pirates, wasn't he? Dead Man's Chest. Uh, he's been in a couple of them as that, the, the character. Yeah, David, jo- David yeah. Jones. Yeah. David Jones, wasn't he? Looks like quite a nice retreat, though. It does look like a lovely retreat, doesn't it? That he's yeah. got. <laughs> well, we've, we've both gone quiet here because I think I think there's a sense that there's an important meeting coming up. Yeah, but no, I like that little bit of dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair to him to be fair to Jamie at least he's trying yeah I, he's, more, he's, uh, he's using more French than I can he's, he's using different words than I would yeah so credit where credit's due because it would appear neither of them speak each other's language no um, so this is what his housekeeper maybe? I think so yeah looking after the yeah. the, the house and things wise there but I did understand his Portuguese when he said Eusebio <laughs> I got that <laughs> I was good with that bit I can, I can talk football maybe or for, at least football names 
But yeah, that looks nice. But again, feels like they're still doing this in autumn or spring. Yeah, because it's beautiful sun. Yeah, but not just a beautiful. It's, it feels like that sort of light, you know, the crisp coldness yeah. kind of thing. And they are all. No one's wearing t-shirts. No, no. So <laughs> makes you wonder if if they were filming it in the winter or, or in the summer. They were saying, "Well, you've got to dress as though it's the winter." Yeah, it, didn't, it does. Doesn't look hot enough. Maybe it was a spring. Yeah, because it's got to be. It's got to be enough time to film it, edit it. Well, all those scenes at the retreat, there's a lot of greenery around. Yeah. Which maybe wouldn't be there in the winter. Yeah, so maybe springtime then. Yeah. Yeah, because if it came out in 2003, this could easily have been filmed between two, 2002 and 2003, I suppose. Mm, yeah. There's a lot of people to pull together. Isn't it? I, it makes, it's, a, it's a big cast. It makes you wonder whether they all kind of filmed their scenes in isolation and then it was all... I think for some of them you probably could do that. Yeah. Could, and what? But I mean, again, that means having camera crews in different places yeah. as well. Because there are only a few characters. So there's Hugh Garnt's character, there's Emma Thompson's character, Liam Neeson, are, are probably the three big ones that are Pretty kind constant. of threaded throughout most big of connections. the stories. Yeah. So this is the uh, president of the states, Billy Bob Thornton, has yeah. turned up to meet Hugh Grant. I can't think of two. Well, let alone different people, different actors. Polar opposites in terms of their <laughs> acting styles. and Yeah. I can't, I can't say I've really seen a lot with Billy Bob Thornton in it. I mean, um, Armageddon, obvious one. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Armageddon was the big one, but I yeah. can remember. Did he date Angeline Jolie? He did. Didn't they like have a little, round their neck, like a file of each other's blood or something? They were saying yes, weird. yeah, that was them, yeah. So, amazing the things that stick in your head. <laughs> you pulled that out of nowhere, yeah. That one wasn't even written down. <laughs> I like I, This I quite like. This little bit of a back and forth between the US delegation and the British delegation. And um, Hugh Grant is just watching. Yeah, from the, from the background, yeah. just taking it all in. Yeah, seeing what happens next. Yeah, I mean, is it, I said it's just a cast of. I mean, actually, if you look on IMDb, it goes about. If you, you know, look at it, it just carries on. It's, yeah, it's the list of actors in this. Yeah, I mean, and most of them I knew anyway. I just I did have a quick look, and it's like, wow. And it's like, it just goes on, and you see some names, you think, what, they were in there as well? And then I had to think about it. Ah, oh, that's where yeah. you were. That either they, they were even known before they came into this. Or weren't known and then went on to do so much more. As yeah. well. I'm not saying as a result of this. Well, yeah, because we haven't mentioned Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson had done loads of stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She's done, lot, she's done loads she's of period stuff. She's still done loads well, since. She's in that new... She's had a, two, about two or three films of hers out around now. There's yeah. Men, that Men in Black International has come out during the summer. I think there was a, another couple of films which I saw advertised. She was in the last Men in Black, Men in Black 3 as well. Mm. So, and I think the one I remember from when I was younger was The Tall Guy with Jeff Goldblum. I can't remember. I can't remember seeing that. If I'm honest. No, there's an awkward moment. Yeah. So Hugh Grant walked back into the room, and the president was kind of whispering in Natalie's yeah. ear. Well, he was definitely leaning in to call yeah. the phrase. Um, and I suppose the thing which caught his eyes that she wasn't leaning out. Yeah. So, this is um, this is a massive scene in the film. <laughs> this is, isn't it? This is a brilliant scene. Yeah. So this is one of those press conferences where they say all the right things. Yeah. Or they're told what they've got their script and yes. they're supposed to stick to it. Yeah. 
<laughs> his advisors are like, what's he saying? Yeah. He's definitely not paying attention to the script, the Prime yeah. Minister, is he? No. <laughs> I do like this. Yep. David Beckham getting a name check. Harry Potter getting a name check, which might lend itself to what you were saying that maybe the Harry Potter films had already started before. Well, maybe this. at least one of them had. Yeah, certainly it had become a phenomenon in no, the book. But I suppose yeah, the books still had anyway, hadn't yeah. they? Yeah. But uh, yeah, David Beckham at the height of his powers as well. Absolutely gets a mention. His left foot and his right foot. Yeah. Um, you know what? You know when I watch this, every time I watch them, I'm just wondering that could ever happen for real one day. You'd love to see it, wouldn't you? Yeah. And and again, we say this every time we do uh, opinions on films. The score is so important yeah. to that scene. It starts off slowly in the background, and it builds as he's making his statement, and it builds and it builds this great crescendo at the finish, as everybody's up and applauding as the music finishes. And I don't think you can underestimate the importance of a score in a film. Oh, definitely not. And this one, uh, I it, it works really well. It's really eclectic mix of music, actually. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that um, Emma Thompson's character, Karen, is related. Brother yes. and sister to the Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah, which, have we got that yet? Did we get that before Just now. this point? No, to this point, no, because okay. there'd been nothing between yeah. to show them. So, right, so now she's doing Christmas presents. How's this not a Christmas present? Yeah, I... Um, Richard Curtis, come on. I think, I think he was, like you say, he was trying to play it there, wasn't he? Yeah, it's definitely, isn't it? But while while they're doing a bit of a wrapping presents of dodgy looking dolls, um, what do you think of it? It's all right, actually. It's getting better as, as I drink a little bit more of it. I think it might have been that bit of a shift between going from something quite clear and crisp to going to something a little bit more soft and fruity. I'm, I'm actually really enjoying it. Maybe I'm enjoying it maybe a tad more than you as well. Yeah. I do think we need to just appreciate what we're about to see, though, <laughs> uh, at, at this moment. Which, obviously, you know, on a, on a podcast, visuals don't work. No. But if you've seen this film, you know what we're talking about because you would have heard the music already. Yeah. Love this. I actually don't think this scene goes on long enough. No, I don't. I, I think it's cut far too short. Yeah. Apparently, he didn't want to do it, though. He was massively against doing the dancing. Really? He was really grumpy about it. He was like, do I really have to do this? And I was like, yeah. I mean, he doesn't look like it, but he just didn't want to do it. Good actor then. Yeah. But it is, um, I do remember watching this in the, in the cinema and literally crying with laughter. Yeah. But, but it's, it's cut far too short. Yeah, that still had another 30 seconds at Easily. Least Easily, yeah. But maybe, you know. The maybe best, they had to. The best comedy is all about timing, isn't it? Yeah, and maybe I wouldn't have remembered it as much. Take it another 30 seconds yeah. and you would have got bored with yeah. it, wouldn't you? Maybe you were right about the three weeks. That's just two weeks to Christmas. Oh, okay. So it may have been me misreading that on the screen. I, I love this when they start introducing the subtitles <laughs> and they're having two different conversations. Yeah. You're getting chubbier every day. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas he thinks he's not. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And he's using a typewriter as well so it must be a book writer I presume then yeah I think so that's why he comes here to kind of write his books yeah, doesn't he get away 
Now already, so when we got first introduced to Aurelia, she looked quite, not dowdy, but very sad. But now she seems a lot happier, doesn't she? Yeah, already she seems to have found... Lightened, lightened up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so is he. Oops, Jamie, until that moment. Jamie had lightened up, had, yeah. until... Oh, that was it. He had his teacup. Yeah. As a paperweight. And all the paper's blown away. Literally. All into the lake, yeah. yes. Have all blown away. And now she's literally she's taking gonna... all of her clothes off to dive into yeah. the lake. Well, not all of her clothes. No. She's, she's down to her underwear. And she's about to jump in. Yeah. To save his... Masterpiece. Masterpiece. Which we'll find out in a second is maybe not the masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> But he's definitely looking at her in a slightly different way now. Yeah. Having done, having dived, taken her clothes off and dived in. Yeah, oh, now he's going in as yeah. well, possibly. I love okay. the subtitles. She said it's bit. cold. Yeah. yeah. And he fell in. Yep. She, almost a perfect dive from her into yeah. the lake. not from him. Yeah. This stuff better be good. Uh. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Really is very good. <laughs> so she's saying, try not to disturb the eels. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so while they're picking up the last pieces of his masterpiece, um, final thoughts of the In Pursuit from Three Hills Brewing, which was again part of the box that we were sent by Real Al, uh, which obviously we're grateful for. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed it straight away. Um, I'd probably have more of a love for New England IPAs if they were a bit more like this. Are you coming around to them a little bit? Well, I started turning once I went to the States last year, the, last year didn't I? And kind of sampled them done properly. Uh, how I felt they would be yeah. I said, cooked. Again, I've used yeah, the yeah. phrase before, I'm using it again. This beer felt like a complete beer. Mm-hmm. It's being released, ready to be drunk. Um, but it, it's, I think for me, it's avoiding a lot of those tropes but I don't like. It is for me as well. So there's there's none of the sugary finish. Yeah. There's, there, there's there's none of the uncooked feel. It's not overly juicy. Um, it just, just works. It actually works really well. Yeah, I think it works really well. And I think, um, again, it definitely doesn't feel like a 6% beer. Really? doesn't feel 6% to me. I'm getting, I'm, I'd say that, some, that is proper sessionable tastes. I think it's worked after the session IPA. Mm. Worked really well. Definitely. Now, so we've had a, a very juicy tropical fruited pale. We've had a Session IPA and we've had a New England IPA. So these are all fairly modern beer styles, would yeah, you say? Yeah, absolutely. So, next up. Well, um, yeah. Not so, well, a modern take on an old favourite. I think that's a great way of describing it. Um, so we're about to uh, continue the love for Citra. Yes, which appears to be a bit of theme at the moment. Yeah, um, as we dive into Duval, the triple hop citra edition, uh, which weighs in uh, nine and a half. just the 9.5%. Which is 1% more than the uh, very sensible 8.5%. Brilliant. So Duval's usually 8.5%, but for the triple hop series that they've done, and now this is a permanent of their... Yeah, and it's available in most supermarkets these days, but we were sent these, weren't we? Yes. Yeah, because we um, we went to that thing earlier in the year as well, didn't we? The Duval yeah. tasting, which uh, Nat Watts... Nat, yeah, yeah, Nat Watson. Nat Watson yeah. was doing. 
when she was still working for Duval. Um, but I mean, I've always been a massive fan of Duval. I've I've always enjoyed it. It's uh, I'm I'm not gonna beat around the bush on this. It's a beer that's put me on my ass more than once. Oh, I had it once when I did a night of Duval when I was in Amsterdam early on with ING. How I got into the conference the next day. I once remember being away with a friend and uh, we were on essentially what was like a private holiday park and but had a pub on site and I happened to the, the owner of the pub used to be the owner of the pub of the village that I used to live in he recognised me we got chatting we ended up on a lock-in drinking Duvel until three o'clock in the morning um, the friend I was with wasn't a massive beer drinker but was trying to save face keeping up with the other drinkers he crawled back to <laughs> our accommodation and wasn't seen until about four o'clock the following day. I thought you were going to say four o'clock on Saturday. No, <laughs> four o'clock the following day. I was I was bad, but he was in a right state. Oh, it puts you on. It does put you on your eye. It's so drinkable. Duval, eight and a half percent. I'm not sure there's that many more drinkable eight and a half percent beers. I don't think it tastes eight and a half percent. Well, no. And I don't think this tastes nine and a half percent. No. What's your preference? The Citra? Bearing in mind I love a Citra or the original Duval. I am going to say the original Duval. Snap. Uh, I do enjoy the Citra. Yeah. It's a very, like you said, like you, in your intro, yes. it's a very modern take on the traditional style. Oh, yeah. But if you only ever made one beer and it was Duval, you wouldn't need to. I'm not sure you need to do anything else. You wouldn't. See, for me... The Citra, while it while it's fantastic in this beer, it removes all the characteristics of the original. Yeah. So the the original it has those Belgiany characteristics, but it's not overly Belgiany, which is probably why I can enjoy it. This probably almost ramps up the Belgianness, bizarrely. I don't I don't think it does. I think it removes it completely. No, I do think so. I still think I still think it's got Bel- Belgian notes, definitely. But I mean I, I really enjoy it, but I prefer again if if I had a choice, I would always go for the original. Yeah, me too. Now, so we have skipped a little bit. Yeah, it's because we've been talking beer yeah. um, for, for a change. Yeah. Uh, so this is the uh, Kira Knightley character and the best man, Andrew Lincoln. And um, she wanted to get some video footage of her. And it turns out the only video footage he has taken is all of her. Yeah. So possibly suggesting maybe ways he, off of her. Yes. There is a lot of her. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, she looks beautiful and you'd expect a lot of bride on the, on a video yeah. or a DVD or any kind of recording, but it's just her. Yeah. Isn't, doesn't he, I'm sure he says in, in a minute or something, it's a self-defence thing that... At the very end he's, of the, He's off with her yeah. because... She's, she challenges him. It's the only goes, way you can deal with it. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to ruin his relationship with his best friend. Yeah. No, it's very, again, it's very well done. Yeah, it is. It's because up until that point, I guess you would have gone down the line of, well, he just doesn't like her. Yeah, he's, he's, he's taken his friend from him. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of jealousy that way. Round. But, um, no, it's quite obvious that he um, well, likes her a lot. Yeah, a little bit too much, possibly. Definitely. Now, apparently, when she first comes in and she starts looking through the videos... One of the books on the shelf is um, Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window, which is a film about uh, a book about voyeurism. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's in nod to the whole oh, thing that's going very on. Very clever. Yeah. Very clever. 
<laughs> edit other people into it, yeah, you mean? Yeah. Basically, he's just leaving now. Yeah, because it's all got a bit uncomfortable. Hashtag awkward. Yeah. Self-preservation. Self-preservation, yeah. And then again, the tune. Yeah, the, the, mus- the music in this is perfect. Yeah. From, from beginning to end, it's absolutely, every song is perfect. Yeah. So again, he don't, they don't need to have any dialogue because the song's doing stuff. Yeah. And is, he's, he's doing a great job of playing being, conflicted. Yeah. There. <laughs> and then there's a bit of a breakdown in public. Yeah, brilliant. Like, I do like Scaring a few people. I do like that bit. Some, yeah. Scaring some Christmas shoppers. Yeah, and again, there's Christmas trees all around. How can it not be a Christmas film? Exactly. It's clearly a Christmas film. See, I'm not convinced you can walk through to the front of the Yocto Tower that route. Round well, round. I thought that as well. I mean, I don't know London as well as you do, but... Not convinced. No. And we're back at number 10. We are. It still flits through, actually. You know, yeah. you were saying it slows down. It hasn't done too much But we're getting to know the characters yeah. more. Natalie, the chubby girl. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Just doesn't know what to do with that, yeah. does he? Interesting turn of phrase. Yes. Redistribute her. Yeah, and I think if he was some evil megalomaniac, that means she's going to be dead. Yes, yeah, absolutely. He's cut up. Redistribute her. Sent to various parts of the universe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's almost like the dusting. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Before the dusting yeah. became a thing. How, how we can make any film relevant to a Marvel audience. <laughs> well, we've managed to, we've name-checked Marvel a couple of times yeah, with true. people in it. I don't know why we don't just do a, a, a series. We, we should just do the entire Marvel series. Oh, I don't know if everyone's ready for that. Maybe that should be another side-side project. <laughs> There's enough of them. These bits are really well done. I yeah. love the bits between Liam Neeson and Sam. Yes, yeah, it's, it's so good. Yeah. And apologies, I'm just interchanging actors and character names. <laughs> yeah, we don't know all the character names. No, I can't remember them all. So his answer to this is to watch Titanic. Yeah. Don't worry, we're not doing that one. No, nobody wants to hear us talking about <laughs> Titanic for three hours, that's for sure. Because that's not, that's not a short film either. No, it's, it's three hours, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's one of the, of, of kind of the modern era. Long films. One of the longest films mm. of, of recent history, isn't it? But, uh, yeah. So that that's their answer. Yep. Well, they've just stopped it three hours. Was it... It was on a certain point of the film. Yeah. Presumably watching video. It's this a nice little moment. Yeah. His logic sound. Yeah, even for a 13-year-old. Yeah. 
Just a nice little yeah, sort of soft moment. Some some nice music again. Yeah, the score again at this point. And this is where David may learn to regret his decision. Yes, that it's not Natalie bringing his biscuits and tea in. Well, he, he doesn't get the nice biscuits, does he? No, you know, he gets just some standard biscuits. Yeah, he probably just gets digestive now. The Prime Minister, for God's sake. He should have whatever biscuits he wants. Yeah. It's got to be some perk. Yeah. The rest of the time, you're just getting a whole load of shit, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you at least had the right biscuits. <laughs> I love that. So these are the days when you would have actually filled up your car with a whole load of wine. And which he, which he has done. Yeah. And then a couple of, what are they called? Garlic. Yeah. Oh, the, what, the whole strings of them. Yeah. Strings of garlic? Are they on, are they on a... Well, let's say strings of garlic okay, now let's, anyway. Let's go with that. Because we can picture that. Uh, yeah, again, I'm sure. Just to identify, if you someone haven't picked will tell up, us they're called something. Yeah, if you haven't picked up, he's in France. Yeah, he's definitely in France. So they're saying goodbye. They are, yeah. Jamie and Aurelia. And he's only known her for a few weeks, but they seem to have built a quite a relationship, don't they? There's a rapport. I mean, yeah, they've got that awkward moment, yeah. even more so because they're speaking a different language. Yeah. Oh, she says she's going to miss him. Yeah. Slow typing, bad driving. You get the feeling that that hasn't happened to Jamie before. No. You get the feeling he's one of these boats that when he has found what he thinks is love, he feels like he's lucky. Yeah. As in, you know, like with the luck, because the woman who played his girlfriend, but we saw very briefly, was, you know, very attractive. Yeah, yeah. Say, sexy woman. He probably felt like he was batting above his average, yeah. rightly or wrongly. And this is someone letting him know yeah. that actually they quite like him just for being him. And he's just kind of watched the walk off into the distance. Yeah. So. Because he said he's going to, you know, presumably he's going home to family yeah. for Christmas. And because it's a Christmas film. And that's possibly the end of that story. Well, it is for now. Yeah, uh, well, Whoops. apart from that person that you need, nearly drove into. Yeah. I can't think of anything worse than having an accident when you're abroad as well. No. Having to get that sorted out. Yeah. And we're back into, again, another interlude of Billy Mack. Yep. Who's now taking off the uh, classic Robert Palmer video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's not sure what video we're talking about, just, just type in Robert, Robert Palmer, Palmer video. <laughs> to, to Google It'll and you'll you find it, yeah. The idea. Although this appears to be interesting Sam quite a lot. He looks like... It's very dark eyes, isn't he? Yeah. Very piercing. Yeah. Go on. Ringo Starr married a Bond girl. Which yes, Bond girl did he marry? Barbara Beck, the spy who loved me. It is a brilliant plan. It is, yeah. It is a brilliant plan. So now he's decided he's going to play the drums. Yep. I definitely couldn't learn a musical instrument in about three days. No, I couldn't. Music again at, at this point. So this is uh, Sugar Babes, Two Lost in You. Now, for the UK version of this film, this was the big breakout song. In the US, 
This scene was soundtracked by Kelly Clarkson's The Trouble With Love Is. Which would have been one which of would her have been break her... the big breakout song in the in the US. Ah. So, which is the first instance that certainly I've come across of a of a film using different soundtracks for for different national audiences. Well, we should try and watch the US version at some point to to see if it's any feels any different. Yeah, whether it just froze me or whether it just because they get it right, you don't really notice it so much. Yeah, but it's really strange that because again, it's this is a fairly important scene. Well, what we're, yes. we're going through. So, yeah, the song that soundtracks this moment is bound to be one that's remembered. Yeah. Now, again, I mean, the actress playing his secretary is doing a very good job here. Yes. Because... Of making you hate her. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because she's actually flirting with him in front of his wife. Yes. Yeah. I mean, properly flirting. I mean, and she, you know... She's dressed in a, not a little black dress, but a little red dress well, she's for Christmas. Dressed, she's dressed as a devil. Yes. But, but at a Christmas party. With the horns. Yeah. Um, David, the Prime Minister, is wandering around looking a bit unhappy. Moping around inside number 10. Yeah. Which actually isn't number 10. Where did they film it? Uh, well, I imagine in the studio. They did request access to number 10, uh, but they were told no. no. Nobody gets to film inside number 10. That's probably appropriate. Yeah. There's probably lots of reasons for that. Lots of good reasons. Security for one. Yeah. And so uh, Billy Mac has now been interviewed by the legend that is Michael Parkinson. Yes, indeed. So they even got Michael Parkinson involved in the film. Yeah. Playing Michael Parkinson. Brilliant. Uh, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, well, he's kind of stripping off in yeah. front of Michael Parkinson. <laughs> <laughs> And to be fair, this does look like a works Christmas party. It does, yeah. It does. They've made it look like one. Yeah. You've got some people dancing, some people are just hanging around the edges, yeah. drinking. Okay, so Laura Lindley's character, Sarah, has got the chance to have a dance with Carl. And I think we bypassed this earlier. We've, Everyone we've knows a lot of this, yeah. Everyone knows that she's been in love with Carl within about 30 minutes of first e- meeting even him. Even her boss, yeah. 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 First meeting him. And it appears he doesn't mind her. No. And again, Laura Lindley was one of these casting things that Richard Curtis had where he um <laughs> he, he he asked for he wanted an actress that looked like Laura Lindley and was a bit like Laura Lindley and couldn't find anyone, so in the end he just went for Laura Lindley. <laughs> <laughs> Because she was actually filming uh, Mystic River when this was being done. So she was yeah. actually flying back to Boston during the filming of this. So she was doing a bit of a transatlantic gig for this. Yeah, but when you're well. trying to pull, again, it's what we said earlier, when you're trying to pull together so many actors, so many different stories in, into what ends up being one story, that must have been a challenge. And a yeah, because there must have been an overall casting director. Yeah. And that's a lot of moving parts, isn't it? Because that's getting people's diaries synced. Because most of these, well, let's say the what we'd say maybe classes of top tier of the actors and actresses, would have been in demand. Oh, absolutely. In in 2003, Hugh Grant would have been at the height of the demand yeah. for, for him as an actor. So, you know, to, to actually make sure everyone's available when they need to be available. Yeah. And, and hoping then that your schedule doesn't get held back for any reason. Because, you know, the film they're filming somewhere else. Can you imagine the spreadsheet they would have had to have managed wow, that? Wow, I mean, that's a spreadsheet. <laughs> that is a spreadsheet and a half, isn't it? So, is Carl coming in for a coffee? I, I think he is. 
And and the other thing that we've we've, we've skipped over in relation to this relationship and, and scene and what's about to happen is that her phone keeps going off. Yeah, but we we don't know why. No, but it does. Well, we I've already referenced the phone. Yeah. So let's leave it there for a minute. I love her reaction to this bit. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, this where she yeah now just goes onto the stairs and she just says, "Can I have a moment?" Yeah. She goes behind the wall. Is <laughs> basically dancing with joy for five Everything seconds. Everything she's wanted. It's just turned up. She started working in this place. Yeah. Very unusual design flat. This. I thought that it's yeah it's upstairs, but then it's completely open plan. Yeah. It's like the upstairs is almost like a. You feel like it's a bit of a loft conversion. Yeah. But they took the walls out. Yeah, it's 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 at odds. Half and part of me likes it, part of me doesn't. It's very strange. Because if anyone, if you had anyone else staying over, there's nothing happening up there. I think that's a single bed. I don't think there's a second bedroom in that place at all. Yeah, but you may have a sofa or something. Yeah, yeah. But she's managed to hide everything she wanted to hide. Yeah. Because she wasn't expecting this. Because I haven't really seen much of Carl, have we? No. It turns out he's a bit of a hunk. We've seen him in the office. Yeah. yeah. I, again... Just the music at, at this point. I absolutely love this song. And it's it's just perfect for this scene. Yeah, it's just slowly playing away in the background, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> and yeah, as you say, he's he's taken his shirt off and he's chiselled. It's chiseled. probably fair to say, isn't it? Yeah. And whether she knew this before or not, but she's probably thinking, blimey. Yeah, I've lucked out here. Yeah. I mean, he's a, I mean, that's funny. He's, he is a handsome dude. Oh, that don't know that. what nationality he is. He looks sort of Spanish, Latin American I type. Think he, I think he might have been Spanish, actually. If, if was... But again, it's, it's a, this really nice moment where it looks like what it, she's been dreaming of. Yeah. She's about to get. And there it is. There's the phone. Now, I'd be thinking the same as him right now. Why are you answering the phone? Yeah, I would. Especially like that as yeah. well. Hello, darling. Right. What, is that your husband? Yeah. Your husband's phoned. He's, he's on his way. <laughs> and it's that line where you kind of think, oh, something's not quite not right. right there, yeah. is it? Yeah. John Bon Jovi. <laughs> Brilliant. It's a bit awkward now, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it, that moment. It's gone. You know, it's gone. There was, yeah. a, there was, there, there was a, you know, passionate, what, 30 seconds where it was obvious where it was going to lead to. It's what she's dreamt about. And then she's had the phone call. So she's kind of explaining what the phone calls were about. So it's her brother. Yeah, at this point. Um, the beer. Well, we're, we're, we've been quietly just sat here, <laughs> supping away on the nine and a half. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure supping 
Well, no, drinking. Just we're just drinking um, it. Um, it's, it's just so drinkable, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we did go. I mean, when they started doing these triple hot ones, they started to do that every year, and then they wanted to bring one of them in as a regular, didn't they? Yeah. So and we went along to like a about three, one of the tastings three, probably about three years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Probably pre me joining the show. And I know that we both voted for the citrus, yeah. our favourite out of. So, so they brought back the six previous single hop versions yeah. that they did. Um, they did it on a couple of events. It was available to buy as a six pack, and they encouraged people to to vote on what their yeah. favourite hop was. And then they said, whichever one wins will come back as a permanent triple hop yeah. beer, um, which is obviously what this is. I think they're they're still. Do they still do an annual release of a? Triple hop as well, or have, they, sure. have they stopped it now? Not, I have to admit, I don't know. I don't know. I think if they did, we probably would have got to try it when we went to oh, Duval Tasting. Yeah, that's true because I didn't think I think we tried the Citra again, didn't we? We did. Yeah. That night. Yeah. So, yeah. But again, it's for, for what it is. It's incredibly drinkable, um, and as I say, it's available in most supermarkets these days. Price point is about two fifty a bottle. Which is incredible value. Yeah, and at Christmas time you can usually get like the two bottles and a glass. Which is what you want to pick up, yeah. And it, it always looks good because the Duvel glass is a beautiful looking glass. It is, which is what we're enjoying the beers yes, from this evening. I have said to them. Extensive <laughs> glass cabinet that you seem to have. Yeah, Michelle's less fussed about us using loads of glasses while recording, but I, <laughs> I had to use it. And also Duvel in a small glass really does prop up too much anyway. No, no, you've got, you've got to have it in... In the actual glass. Yes. So yeah. it just um, happens to have worked out rather well. Yeah. So she she's down in the hospital with her brother. But then between it, between that, while I've been chatting, we've seen a scene between Emma Thompson and Alan Rickman talking about the staff party, why they're getting undressed and getting into bed. And she's basically and giving him a veiled she knows. warning slash advice. Yeah. And at the same time, we've seen his secretary also getting undressed and getting into bed. So yeah. It's kind of comparing the two. Yeah. No, we never get. We, I don't think we ever actually find out what's what's wrong with. Yeah, what's up with him? No, he's he's obviously got some some issues. Yes. Because he's in he's in a cared accommodation. Yeah. Yeah. And she's she's clearly taken it upon herself to look after him. Yeah, to be there to, to be whenever, his carer. To be there whenever needed. Yeah. But I don't think I think in in terms of this relationship with her brother and her relationship with her colleagues potentially that the now gone Carl um, is that she never tells anybody she she's she's never told anybody no. that that's that's the role she's taken she's never really shared it no she's kept it to herself yeah. so she she hasn't been able to really form those friendship bonds yeah potentially because she's always ready to help her her brother yeah so day after the Christmas party yeah Everyone looks fine. Yeah, which is strange. Yeah. The morning after the company Christmas party. Exactly. Nobody's hanging. Yeah. There's there's not a bacon roll in sight. It's not true, is it? No, See, it's not. It's not true. There was enough. There was enough alcohol drunk at the Christmas party. Definitely not. But most people then, a lot of people would have gone on on elsewhere. Yes. Yeah. So unless the people who went on elsewhere just haven't turned up. Yeah, because we're only seeing the two of them in the office. Again. Yeah. Don't do it. It's a bit one right. Don't, don't. Oh, he's done it. 
So his motivation, flattered by the young woman's attention? Possibly. Something different. Because she's obviously, she's deliberately made a play. Yeah. But it's, it's unclear to me whether she would actually, I'm, I'm not trying gone to be, through with it. gone through with her side. Yeah. Because the question there is, well, what will you give me? And she said, well, I thought I made it clear that where I'm concerned, you can have anything. Yeah. And I'm not sure that she didn't just want to see if she could get something. Yeah. Almost like a game. I can do this. Any man I can turn from whatever they're interested yeah. in kind of thing. I think we need to appreciate that one of the greatest scenes in the film mm. is about to happen <laughs> at this point. So he's, he's now met his wife and they've, they've, they've gone shopping and he's obviously got this thing in the back of his mind that he's got to get something for his secretary. So he's having a look around to see what there is. So he's gone to the jewellery? Yes. Oh! <laughs> Mr. Rowan Atkinson has made an appearance. Blackadder. Yes. Now... Blackadder is probably my all-time favourite comedy series. <laughs> How are you going to take us off down this path at this point? <laughs> and so he's trying to do this quickly, isn't he? Because yeah. he doesn't want his wife to see. Obviously, because he's got a finite amount of time. Yeah. And you're, you're thinking, necklace, box, bag, pay. Yeah, yeah, job done. However... <laughs> Rowan Atkinson has other ideas has, definitely has different ideas that looks quite nice now that does doesn't it That's, at that point I'd be happy to take that yeah because there's no way I'm doing better than that at home it's a box in a gold bow yeah <laughs> this is so much more than a bag <laughs> but look Rowan Atkinson because he only appears one more time yeah I bet you remember both of his Oh, absolutely. This, this is, <laughs> like I say, it's, it's, it's almost everything else that's going on in this film. That there are a couple of what, what you'd call pivotal scenes. Mm. There's the, the um, Hugh Grant dancing. Yeah. There's this scene. But this scene does it on two different levels. One, you've got the out-and-out out comedy of it. And the fact that he's doing, the, uh, Alan Rickman is doing something he shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And, you, and you, you almost find yourself in the role of Alan Rickman where you're like, you're, 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 you're feeling his panic yeah. in terms of, can you just get on with it? Yeah. So now he wants to put it into a... I'm sure, I've got a feeling that Holly reference has got something to do with Die Hard. That was his wife's name in Die Hard. Yeah. Holly Gennaro. Oh, it can't be a coincidence then. That, Never seen that before. That has got to be yeah. a reference, hasn't no, it? No Holly. Yeah. Brilliant. But yeah, he may basically wanted to put it into a, like an equivalent of a shoebox. With some holly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After all that packing. And the Chris Marshall character is still going to the States. He's, he's got his rucksack. He's rented out his place. Yeah. 
Brilliant. <laughs> sorry, this is the body doubles doing practicing one of their scenes, and he's saying sorry to be forward. Yeah. Brilliant. You've got to watch this to be able to appreciate yeah. it. You, you really have. I don't think any words that we've got aren't going to describe what you've just seen. Ringo rules on the outside <laughs> where he's practicing his drumming. Yeah. Oh dear. He went back for it. Oh, got, got it without the gift wrapping. Yeah, got someone else. Yeah, and. The missus knows he's bought it. Yeah. So, naturally for her, assumes... It's for her. Yeah. Obviously. And now we're in a language school. Why would, be, why would we be in a language school at I this know. point? I always wondered how those language schools worked. Yeah. Are they all learning the same language? Or are they all learning different languages? Oh, it's Jamie learning... What can one can only assume it's Portuguese. That's I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna assume. Yep. <laughs> He's obviously very keen on learning it as he does very, it. Yeah. Talking to himself, walking down the escalator. up in Milwaukee yeah of all places somewhere I would never have chosen no and it's snowing yeah Ooh. and there we go first thing we see Bud Light yes <laughs> and there's Budweiser on tap This really plays on that stereotype, doesn't it? British How American, American women love an English accent. Yeah. That is so cute. <laughs> Hi, I'm Stacey. Hello, Stacey. Hello, Stacey. Hello, Stacey. Hello, Stacey. So both of these girls are very attractive. They are indeed, yes. And he's just taking his woolly hat off. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <Battleton. laughs> it's about five miles from where we're recording. <laughs> yeah. Alicia Cuthbert. Yes. Found fame in 24. Yeah, she was in it for nine years. Was she? 2001 to 2010. Which I presume included one of the. She one must of the have films. dipped in and out because she was a. She was the story in the first series of yeah. 24 because they kidnapped her, didn't they? Yeah. They kidnapped his daughter. 
and then she was must she wasn't yeah, but she's, so pivotal. But she was in it. Yeah. <laughs> so they're now getting to say things in an English way. Yeah. I love the way they're just doing this scene which basically ticks all of his boxes. Yeah. Oh my god, that is so I wonder if anyone went to the States having watched this film. <laughs> Replicated flying <laughs> to Milwaukee, getting in a cab and saying, take me to a bar. <laughs> I would be amazed if someone or someone didn't do that. Yeah. Again, music choice is perfect. Yeah. I, I love this song. Yeah. It's, it's just brilliant. <laughs> that's brilliant what a great scene this ticks so many stereotypes. Yeah, and again, by having Chris Marshall play it, who we'd seen him in, like, what's it, My Family, the comedy? Yeah. Um, bit of a bumbling type character. And then, and that's it. That's the last bit you see from there. Yes, until... Right at the end. Yeah. So we've seen him, he's gone back to the room, we've seen his silhouette, and that's it. He's achieved what he told his mate he was going to achieve. But his mate had no faith at all <laughs> yeah, he would yeah. achieve that. Well, I've um, happily finished my Duval during that scene. I mean, I know I said that the favourite is the original, and it still is. But what they have managed to do with that, the original, and this one, it's still superbly drinkable. It's ridiculously drinkable for its ABV. So if I'm somewhere, I mean, because Amsterdam, I know it's not, this isn't a Dutch beer, but you see a lot of it. And if I'm drinking it, and someone said, oh, do you want another one? I would have gone, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I did do. Keep it coming. Yeah. And that's why I ended Keep up on my arms that time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's lovely. That's and and really a bargain I would say. For two fifty a can. Yeah. A, a bottle. A bottle. So used to saying A can. A money a can. Isn't that weird? Yeah. You said it almost without thinking. I know. I mean, it's, it's so strange. I mean we've had cans explode, I think Duvel would be trouble in a can. Oh, <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> Duvel in a can. Make it happen. Yeah. Somebody make that happen. Yeah, I know, it would have to be a good can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> While we've been rambling on about her great duvelis, we've missed a fairly important scene yeah. there. Um, so she opened, uh, they, they decided to open a Christmas Eve or a pre-Christmas gift. Yeah. Uh, she went for the box thinking it was the necklace and it wasn't, it was a CD. Yeah, by Joni Mitchell, Joni Mitchell which I think who's now playing, now playing in the, yeah. in the Again, background. A, a fairly important scene in yes. the film. So she's then knows instinctively where that necklace has now gone yes and we saw, and we saw an image the PA put, putting the, the necklace on yeah and um apparently she had to film this scene somewhere in the region of 40 times 
and every time she had to make herself cry during it. Now, why, why so I, many times? I just, I just don't think they could. I don't think they quite got it every time. Um, it's hard to imagine Emma Thompson not nailing it. I know, but how do you? That's that's the one thing that always amazes me with actors. How do you make yourself cry? There are little tricks which they've talked about in the past. Like yeah, even simple things about irritating the eyes. But this is more than irritating. No, she's. You can see she's genuinely upset. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you have to recall a moment in your life which maybe you know which made you cry? Yeah. And for me, this is this this begins a turning point of a film in in the film where. It goes from it's been a lot of fun yeah. until now, and now all of a sudden everything starts to get a little bit more emotional. It, there's a little bit more meaning to everything right through until the finish. There's, there's more impact now. There's still some comedy moments, but now it what the story kicks in, or, or all the groundwork that's been laid. This is where we start seeing consequences. Yes. Yeah. So we had that funny moment with the Daron and character, but behind that funny moment. Followed up with the moment in America. Yeah. And then we get this. Yeah. And then, you know, they are going to the, uh, the, the the performance, the play, or the dress rehearsal. I think it's the dress rehearsal. I don't think they're quite yeah. at the moment yet, are they? Mm-hmm. We've got another beer. Yeah, so, um, because it is a Christmas film, we are... Having a beer which Brewdog sent to us for Christmas 2018. <laughs> We've only just got around to drinking yeah. it. Uh, that was a great advent calendar that they sent yeah. us. But you, you, you'd be nuts to try and do this all the time. These, these been generally big beers. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, uh, in reference to the aforementioned Ringo Starr, he's had a couple of references in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have got Beatlemania by Brewdog. Um, 11.5% black barley wine. Oof. And I think with that comment by you, oof, let's give it a go. Let's let's give it a go. Cheers. And we're on to Christmas Eve in the film as well. Barley wine nose. Oh, without a doubt. And he's just secured the Christmas number one. He is Christmas number one and Radio 1 are phoning him live. God, do you remember when they used to do that? Yeah. <laughs> he, he actually hates his own song. Yeah. <laughs> so again, would you have to, you know, because he's only said Elton, but Elton John would talking. Yeah, you're assuming. So, Elton John. Does that mean you need Elton John's permission? Uh, possibly not. I mean, judging by Elton John's um, performance in the second Kingsman film. He doesn't seem adverse to a bit of... No. Taking a bit of Mickey out of himself. No, absolutely not. Oh, so there are Judy and John have had their date. They have. of it. And uh, bearing in mind they've seen each other naked. It's all a bit awkward now, and isn't simulated it? Yeah. stuff. And they're not really sure what to do now. Uh, oh, he almost <laughs> leaned in for a kiss there. Oh, oh. and there it is. Again, Tune. perfect music. It's this. This is again another example of 
I know we've spoken about the score, but the soundtrack as a whole is so important. Yeah, to it's the soundtrack as a whole. It's not just throwing in random songs. No. Um, so you wonder again. So you know, Richard Curtis writes it. Who who comes up with the bits about throwing in the songs yeah, and yeah. everything else as well? Because this, I can't imagine this film without the soundtrack. Well, I I, I listened recently to a, a slight tangent here. Listened recently to something on the BBC Sounds app where they did an interview with Tarantino in terms of his films and his music. Yeah. He's actually got a music director that goes out and searches the music for his films. He says, I want this piece of music for this film and they'll go out and search it, they'll research it and they'll make sure they can bring that music into the film. Interesting. Because these Tarantino films are known for their yeah. music. So, uh... Jamie, Sorry, ja- all over yeah, that's that, yeah. right. Jamie's turned up Christmas Eve at the family party, left the presents and walked out. Having one of his nieces shouting, "I hate Uncle Jamie." Yeah. Shortly not... after, I think she said, "I love Uncle, Uncle Jamie." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Uncle Jamie. Tell you what, though, finding a taxi on Christmas Eve in London, well done. Seems to be perfect. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a artistic license. I'm yeah. going to say. I'm not sure how easy that would be. So, how is the Beatlemania doing for you? Not sure I'm really getting the black element of it. I'm just getting loads of barley wine. Yeah. I mean, it, colour, colour-wise, it's darker than the usual barley wines. It's, it's raisins. It's but, Christmas cake. Yeah. But as a barley wine, I think it's beautiful. I'm just not getting the... the you know, like when they sometimes... We've Perfect gone about, barley wine. You know, sometimes they're going about yeah. black IPA, and you think, well, it's either... It's, sometimes it's stout, sometimes it's an IPA. No roasted notes to it. It's, it's just a barley wine. Yeah. It's just but, a really good barley I mean, wine. We're having this, obviously easily a year after it I mean how so they had another year on this best before 20 yeah so there's still plenty of time in it but for me probably go a little bit longer than that as well 11.5% I reckon yeah but it's tasting very good oh it's tasting incredibly good and it's nice because it's a barley wine because it's a I'm going to say because it's brew dog and it's in a can and they know what they're doing with their conditioning it's nice carbonation about it as well it's really good. You know, sometimes barley wine is, can be a bit more towards the less carbonate, maybe even a bit flat sometimes. Yeah. This has got plenty of life in it. It's, yeah, it's, it's everything's in balance with it as, as, as well. Pretty much what you'd expect from, yeah. from a brewdog beer. So again, it's not a Christmas movie, but we've got a Christmas song playing. Yep. There are people wearing Christmas hats and giving presents to each other. Yep. How is it not a Christmas movie? He was just saying that, wasn't he? Yeah. Now, here is a moment I do like. This is brilliant. So well done, this bit. Yeah. I've, I've goosed up as well. Because you know what's coming. Yeah. Because we've seen it enough times. Yeah. So, Mark, Andrew Lincoln, has turned up at his mate's house. Brilliant. And again, it's one of the iconic scenes of this film, isn't yeah, it? definitely. So this was a, a Bob Dylan thing, wasn't it, with the cards? Oh, was, was that it? one of the Bob Dylan videos? I've got it in my head. I've got oh, something in my I'm head, but this sure. was taken from something else. Like, I could be making that up completely. But basically, he's using his art prowess to say what he thinks of her. Basically, yeah. To Get it out of his system? I think he needs to get it out of his system. Yeah. Because he, again, at the end of the scene, he says something, Yeah. doesn't he, that almost draws a line under it. Hmm. And obviously after he found fame in The Walking Dead as well, there were lots of memes going around <laughs> with various different things coming on these boards about zombies and beards and I all sorts. Was. Yeah. Because, I mean, he is an incredibly clean-cut character in this. <laughs> in this he is, yeah. I'm pretty certain he was in Teachers as well. 
Yeah. And he's he's essentially declaring his undying love to yeah. her here, isn't he? And I think this this really brings home what the film's about. Yeah. It's not a Christmas film though. Just Merry wish, Christmas. Just wish the Merry Christmas. <laughs> Maybe when he said that he meant he didn't intend it to be set at Christmas. Don't know what Richard was talking about that I time. I don't see how it would have worked any other way, actually. You know what? Where it's been, this bit's been fair. It looks like that news in one of the King, in the Kingsman film. Yes, yeah. <laughs> where Colin Firth is bringing the taxi down yeah. by remote control. I don't think that would have helped him. She's just run after him and kissed him. Although. That's such an important yeah. statement, isn't it? Enough now. He knows. He knows he needs to let it go. Yeah, job done. And probably for the sake of his friendship. Yeah, and his own sanity. Yeah, he's got to stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do love this. Yeah. Billy Mac turning up at his manager's place. When that he's wearing a different suit. Yeah, this is like some sort of leather suit, which I can't imagine anyone else being able to pull no. off. To be honest, <laughs> kind of declaring his love for his manager yeah <laughs> pretty certain you're not having that line anymore though no I don't think so it's that sort of mate love thing yeah. that two guys of a certain age would find very hard only to appreciate, declare, but find it hard to say yeah Maybe like two guys sat watching Love Actually together yeah. while drinking beer. But then we're a different generation because we are another 18 years on. I mean, I never thought I'd get to the stage where when I greet someone sometimes the, the handshake pulls into a hug these days. Yeah. Pretty I'm, certain that wasn't happening then. I'm a hugger. But I don't think that happened then. No, I don't think it did. Because just, just into the new century. Because he goes out to just hug, shake his hand, doesn't yeah. he, the manager? Goes to give him a handshake. <laughs> Awkward hug, though. <laughs> Let's get pissed. To, to reaff on. reaffirm ourselves as men. That reminded me of the scene in planes, trains, and automobiles when they uh, wake up and they've sort of hugged each other in the bed, Steve Martin. And um, oh, what was the actor's name? The big guy. I, uh, oh, John Candy? Yeah. And he goes, they're not pillows. Yeah. And then he's sort of talking about the game. <laughs> so Prime Minister's reading through some Christmas cards have been left for him and there's one from Natalie. She's got very nice writing. Yeah. I'm going to pull this one out at this point. 
The word actually is said 23 times in this film. Oh, is it? Yeah. In various ways around the word love. That's impressive. Yeah. There was something else I, I've, there must be a podcast I've listened to where there was a, a phrase or a name which is mentioned yeah, once yeah, a minute. Not. On average. No, that was The Lost Boys. Michael. That was Michael. Yeah, yeah. that was what we did last time. Yeah. They were less unbelievable. So yeah. 23 times is rubbish. Compared, yeah, come on. Up your game. Damn amateurs. <laughs> I love this. I, I think this bit is brilliant. I just love the bit about... Wandsworth. <laughs> the, the dodgy, dodgy end. <laughs> Never quite describe what the dodgy end no, of Wandsworth is, though, do they? But Wandsworth Bridge does look as good as it does in the film, all lit up. Yeah. If you get it from the right spot. When you're on it, you can't see it. No. You need to be away from it. And this scene's brilliant. Yeah. Knocking on the doors, and you, you're getting all the different characters yeah. from throughout the film. Some of it, but some of them are people you haven't seen yeah, already. Yeah, but how do they all live in the same street? Mm. I, I like this bit. <laughs> so he's comparing himself to Father Christmas. Yeah, I loved <laughs> this scene coming up yeah. here. Very demanding children. Yeah, most people open the door and hate, hope there's no carol singers. Yeah. So Hugh Grant now breaks into singing yeah. as well as dancing earlier. <laughs> His driver is a great singer. Proper Welsh, yeah. sort of Welsh miner, isn't it? Oh, oh. The, the, the woman we don't really love. Yes, the, the, the PR wearing the necklace. PA. Yes, the PA, sorry. But she knows that Natalie is next door. Yeah. Can you imagine that sentence being said now? It'll be all over. Oh, my word. Social media. <laughs> I apologise for my cabinet. They're crap. Oh, just before he gets to Natalie's door, door I finished the... Uh, you met them, yeah. That was incredible. Spot on. Pairs perfectly with this film. I mean, I, to me, that's... That's a Christmas barley wine. <laughs> Brilliant. I'll tell you what, this barley wine has coated the glass though. Mm. Talk about meeting the family in one go. Yeah, all of them. Well, what does that inspire the line in Doctor Who? You know, where the Prime Minister kept on saying, I'm the Prime Minister, and they go, Yes, we know. Oh, maybe, yeah. How can you help, sir? I do love that. I wonder if they said to her, just come down the stairs and swear as much as you can in yeah. one sentence. <laughs> oh, but just, can you obey the opinions house rule? Don't use the C word. Yes. <laughs> That's Natty. all you've got to do. So time for another beer then, yeah? Yeah, so I've decided 
We have one big one left to go, so I'm going to come down a little bit from the Beatlemania. There's a science behind this. I want to say come down, we're going to go to 7.3. Okay, it's not coming down a huge amount, is well, it? Percentage-wise, 4.2%. Ooh, that's quite um, 7.3% in these waters, India Pale Ale. And this is from Left-Handed Giant. Okay, fantastic. I believe this was uh, another one that came from the Real Ale box that we were sent. No, straight away, I mean, that isn't a murky juice bomb visually. Great carbonation, yeah. hasn't it? I, I, I love the way he's now in the back of the car with Natalie and uh, an octopus. An octopus who's in a nativity play. Yeah, I'm still not getting this nativity play. Octopuses yeah, and I went to lobsters. A, I went to a couple of Michael's nativity plays. I wasn't convinced about them either. No. Actually. Actually. Well done. Yeah. Oh, it really was round the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that costume he's in, paper mache and bubble wrap, wouldn't have been an easy thing to make. No, absolutely not. Someone's done a great job with it that. Look, it does look good. Yeah. I feel this is the moment from now on in that it again takes another step up yes. in terms of it's ramping up everything. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's bringing everything to a conclusion. Yeah. So he says no, he's not going to come to watch. Yeah, but he gets extra brownie points when he decides to, doesn't he? Absolutely, yeah. So we'll leave that for a second. Uh, cheers. Oh, cheers. Looks nice in the glass, doesn't it? It's got a good nose on it. Ooh, I'm just going to say pineapple. Yeah. I'm only getting pineapple here. There may be a few little bits in my glass. I mean, compared to yeah. some of the stuff. It's, and again, we're seeing all the characters coming together. Yeah. So, so we've now got the body doubles. Liam Neeson and Sam, Sam are there. Yeah. Meanwhile... In Back France. in Marseille. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't think we knew it was Marseille before no. we were coming out of. Colin Firth has come out of the airport. One taxi, that's handy, isn't it? Yeah. But Colin Firth, ever the gent. Always the gent. Less of a gent in the first film I saw of him, which was Fever Pitch. Uh, I don't think I've seen that. It's all based on his uh, the film by... I can't remember. The, the oh, Nick done. Hornby. Yep. Um, and the book's all about him as an Arsenal fan, culminating in them winning the championship in 1989 against Liverpool. And even now, when I watch that film, I still can't believe the ending happens the way it does. Mm. But that's a different film. Yeah. But yeah, Colin Firth, ever the gentleman, because wasn't he oh, Mr. Darcy? Yes. Quite a yeah. That's where he was known from, wasn't it? And again, the score is building. Yes. There's, there's that score again. And look, he gets brownie points because he's come to watch the play and... His sister thinks it's because of her. And at this point, his sister really needs someone. Yeah. And she held him for the longest time there. Yeah. The beer. It's really tasty. Really think, tasty. It's got... It's quite sharp in places, actually. I'm not getting any sharpness. I'm getting a lot of softness. Uh, a bit of tropicalness going in, in there. Not a lot of bitterness on the finish, which I was kind of hoping for, based on the nose. See, I am getting sharp piffiness. Mm. I'm getting a really easy but finish. On both of the New England style IPAs, I think we've both had a little bit of a difference of opinion, but I'm both liking both of them. Yeah. I've, I've enjoyed every beer we've had tonight. Mm. It's been very good. 
We're clearly getting better at our beer selections. We have our moments after three years. Yeah. I love that. She just said to him, if he'd been, if, uh, he'd been a lot younger, you would have been just his type. <laughs> Yeah. Now, to be fair, this is a much better produced nativity play than anything I'd ever seen. Yeah, but I'm still not getting the lobsters and octopus. No. And fish. No. Wow. Big fish. Big wow. It's got a bit of wow, hasn't it? It's got. Yeah. And, and Spider Man. Spider Man with a crown. Yeah. That's the... We're not going anywhere with Spider Man there. Okay. <laughs> Although all of our Marvel fans probably want us to. Yeah. Or maybe even the Sony ones. You went there. You went there. You had <laughs> well, to I can't there, help but look. We're watching this on a Sony DVD yeah, player. Uh, Sony are going to ruin Spider-Man. <laughs> Again. For the third time. For the third time. <laughs> Hat trick. Hooray. Well, they never learn. No. <laughs> so, it's the first time we get to see the his ob- crush. Yes. And she is a very, very pretty young lady. And very talented singer as well. Brilliant singer. Apparently so talented that she sung this song so well that they told her she had to sing it worse than she sang it. Really? Yeah. Because it was so good when she sang it. That'd be really difficult, surely. Yeah. I mean, this is a really good production for a... It is. Last song yeah. of the Nativity playing it. And this is essentially what one of the elements of the film has been building towards. Yes. Because we found out about her quite early on, didn't yeah. we, from Sam. This was shortly after the death of his mother. He had a crush, or in love as he, as he termed it. And approval from the stepfather. Yeah. So, oh, okay, this is the one. And he is playing the drums. He is indeed. He seems to have uh, mastered a drum kit. <laughs> the audience is enjoying it. Yeah. I think this is the only song we actually have someone singing it in the film, isn't it? As part of and the film. And all the way through? Yeah. Pretty Without much. it, it skipping to another scene. Yeah, it is all the way through because yeah. you've got, but you've got other things happening here, haven't you? Yeah. You've got David and Natalie getting very close behind the curtains. Very close behind the curtains. But at this point, you're so invested in all of the characters that you want them to kiss. Yeah. Behind the curtains. Well, especially these two because. They're both single. Yeah. There's nothing else going on. There was a misunderstanding. But again, it does make me wonder, what happened if this was in the real world? Oh, could you imagine? The scandal. Mm. So the crowd are going nuts for the performance. However, Sam's not so happy. No. And the curtains have opened and... Oops. Whoops. The Prime Minister... (laughs) Now you can hit in the background. Can you, in the background, you can see and hear real cameras. Yeah. If this had been now, you wouldn't have been able to see anyone for flashes going on their Absolutely, phones. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you would have seen it happening on social media. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's at least at least a few hours grace he's got at the moment. Yeah. Before it comes out. Get away. Whereas before he gets in the car, it would be out. Again, the score's back. So we know we're building towards something. We're now. building to a different moment. Yeah. Such a bittersweet moment, this. Yeah. Dialogue is brilliant. Yeah. No one's getting angry. No, she's telling it how it is. Almost makes it more impactful than if she had decided to throw sank at yeah. him or scream at him or tell everyone. She's been very calm with him. And I know you need to make a decision. Yeah. <laughs> now you would have said you smashed it. Yeah. That would have been the phrase. I watched the uh, me and Michelle happened to stumble on the comedy channel the other night we saw the last episode of Friends oh yeah the bit where Ross is trying to get to the airport to tell Rachel and that scene where he's on the phone and he's listening to the message and then yeah she got off the plane <laughs> that is exactly yeah. well remembered I'd, I've watched it many times it's brilliant I'm a we, massive watch it I was a massive Friends fan yeah. but we were sitting there We were, I just flicked on it it's like it's the last episode <laughs> he's just bumped into Claudie Schiffer yeah again Richard Curtis asked for someone who looked like Claudie Schiffer to play this role and when they couldn't find somebody who looked like her they asked her if she'd do it and she was happy to do it I'm sorry you know at the time especially <laughs> you, you, there is a it's Claudia Schiffer isn't it it is <laughs> I like the kids. They're both like, what's going on? Yeah. What are these two? They can't even talk to each other. Yeah. Tell them. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Sam. Did he say you're you're an ass? This is it now, isn't it? Yeah. We're building to the big finish now. On all elements. Yeah. All of the stories that have been told until this point. I love this. Bit. I love... I love I love that. I know a shortcut to Heathrow. Really? No, there is no shortcut to Heathrow. All entrances to Heathrow are yeah. shit. <laughs> but at the same time, Colin Firth has just turned up in... I don't even know where he is now. Is he still in France? He's got to be, he came to Marseille yeah. Airport, so he's still in France. <laughs> How did he know where she lived? Oh, he dropped her off. The night. Uh, yeah. You want to marry my daughter? Yes. Sorry, we're all in uh, subtitles now. Come here. <laughs> so <laughs> she's never seen him before. 
She did. She did. Uh, Aurelia did refer to her sister earlier. Yeah. And he, she, she now thinks he wants to sell her to yeah. him. So we've established he wants Aurelia. Yeah. And now her father's taken her to work. Yeah. And I don't know who the other woman is. Doesn't even look no. necessarily like the wife. No. There's someone else who lives in the house. And her sister's telling her that her dad's about to sell her to an Englishman. Yeah. And they all just get out. Yeah. And meanwhile, we flip back to Heathrow. Yeah. Gate 36. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Again, the score. Yeah. It's so good in this film. No, not in 2003, two years after 9-11. No. You're not getting through. <laughs> Joking aside, there's no way, is there? No. And Rowan Atkinson makes his second appearance. Yeah. Very briefly. Doing what he does best in this film. Yeah. Procrastinating. Apparently, um, he was actually going to play, his character was actually going to be a Christmas angel. Oh, really? Yeah. But they decided at the very end of it that, no, they'll just have him being... But if you Rowan look Atkinson, at it, that's what he's That's doing. essentially yeah. what he is. Yeah. But we've established he isn't because he's working in the jewelry shop. Well, no, but you look at the jewelry shop scene, and it's he's dragging it out almost to stop mm. him from buying it. Maybe to do the right thing. I'd love it if I could go through Heathrow with his oh, hardy. Oh, could you that, imagine that with so few people on Christmas Eve? Look. There's no one there. There's no people. There's no one there. On, what time of the day must they have filmed this then? This would have had to be I don't, I don't know. between they, 12 and 6. Maybe they got exclusive access to it for an hour or so to no, film it. Couldn't, it'd have to be like an overnight thing, wouldn't it? Or they set up a studio to look like it. Again, the, the be, score is building and building and building. Well, and you know what? It's building to like um, this bit coming up. It's like from The Graduate, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. The Dustin Hoffman character in the is it the church scene? The, yeah, yeah. The graduate. Yeah. Now there's there's Back a to mob. There's a mob with Jamie. Yeah, but escorting it's a very to... well behaved mob. Yeah. Now, now apparently he's going to kill her. <laughs> cool. So the presumably that's the little kid. He's gone, said gone that. from marrying to selling to killing her. Yeah. But Billy Mac plays a part again. He does. He plays the part all through the film yeah because he promised if he, if got, he got to, to number, number one, one he would strip naked he'd get naked on, on Christmas Eve wouldn't he and of course everyone wants to watch that so it allows Sam the opportunity to bypass the security <laughs> I'm not sure that would just happen now. No. The kid would be just handed back. He's playing the proud father as well, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, you would be. Well, that's Christmas sorted and now. She's come back to give him a kiss. Yeah. Kiss on the cheek, and then she's gone off. He's happy. Yeah. That story's done. Another one ticked off. They're happy. And also, 
They obviously had a good relationship, but there's a cement of that yeah. relationship there as well. And here we are. Jamie's found the workplace of Aurelia. Busy workplace? Well, it would be. It's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. She's our best waitress. <laughs> Brilliant. It's quite good because we don't actually see it, do we? Mm. Oh, she's on the mezzanine level, yeah. looking down at, well, Jamie, well, dad, sister, and a mob. She's spotted them all, hasn't she, at this point? I want to talk about the beer, but I want to watch the film. Yeah, we'll come back to the beer. Okay. We, we won't forget this, because uh, this is a lovely moment. Yeah. For me, this is the moment of the film. I, I love the point where Sam gets through, but this is amazing. Well, it's because very early on we saw... Colin Firth's character, Jamie, wronged. Yeah. And, and we, it, yeah. We've wanted him to get to this other journey, haven't we? And he's speaking his best broken Portuguese yes. at this point. But again, I love the way they're using the subtitles. Yeah, because they've kind of worded it wrong and... Yeah. <laughs> You'll meet Prince William, you can marry him instead. <laughs> it shows the age of the film a little bit there. Yeah, pre-Kate then. Yeah. She's, he's, he's asked to marry him and he's predicting she'll say no. Yes. So he's, he's done it in full expectation, the answer's no, but... But it's Christmas and he wants to check. Yeah. <laughs> Say yes, you skinny moron. Brilliant. Thank you. She's learned English. That will be nice. Yes. It's being my answer. Love it. She says yes. No, yeah. On that note, cheers. cheers. for a canned Russian Imperial Stout that I've decided to pour. 14%. It's got a really like barrel-aged nose. Big nose, licorice. Yeah. Got licorice in there. It smells chewy. A little bit oaky. It smells like I'm going to have to chew this beer. Yeah. But she's coming downstairs. Everyone's applauding. Jamie's about to get kissed within an inch of his life by lots of people. Yeah. It's a good moment. I love it. I love it. Because he was really early on. Yeah. It just, for me, it just brings together the entire film. Yeah. Every element of the film comes together at this point. And then we're into the finish. But this tune now goes on for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> Full on kiss on the lips from Father. <laughs> Back to the airport. Yes. A month later. So, end of January now, yeah. are we? They've got dry January out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Mac's back from wherever he's been. Yeah, with Greta. Yeah. Oh. Okay, and so... And all we know, everyone knows each other. Yeah. So, Jamie knew all of them. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's a nice way of doing it. Yeah. To see how they're, they're, they're closing because their circles. Because it's started as well. Yeah. It's, it started in the airport. So Harry's been away. Yeah. Um, Rickman character. They'll make up. Yeah. They'll come back from this. But? It, it gives you that feeling. Yeah, but it also gives the feeling you'll have to work at it. Yeah. And rightly so. Absolutely. Hi. Uh. Oh, you've never her. Yeah, so well, why is Claudia Sheeper there? Yeah, well, they're What's her involvement? each other now. I love this bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the Martin Freeman character. I might get a shake at last. Brilliant. Oh, he's back. Colin's back. Colin Frizzle is back. Yeah. <laughs> Colin's eyebrows say it yeah. all. <laughs> so a very Come brief on, you must have a fact about that one <laughs> a very brief cameo appearance by De- Denise Richards who played Christmas Jones she did indeed and the world is not enough that again that was an accidental was it surely no it's a Christmas film in which Christmas Jones appears yeah and Natalie does the most unorthodox or I suppose first lady kind yeah. of thing just leaps up to, up at him yeah and then we just switch to just lots of, of happy scenes yeah I don't I don't think I I can't think of another film that's as feel good as this is at the end no I'm I'm sm- smiling yeah I am I'm I smiling now and yes it is a Christmas film but if someone put it on at another time of the year I'd watch it then as well Mm, I generally tend to only watch it yeah, at Christmas. Yeah, but if someone else put it on, you'd find yourself watching it. Oh, you'd watch it. Say so you yeah. flick through, like I said, I found Friends. You'd flick through and yeah. Love Actually was on, you'd carry on watching it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because whichever point it was on, you better pick it up. Have we actually spoke about this beer? Yeah. No, we haven't finished off okay. the last one either. Um. Okay, so the last beer. So the beer before uh, the brew dog. Radio Zombie phone in 14%. The LHG 7.3% India Pale Ale. Um, I think both of the New England style IPAs have surprised us tonight. I've, I've, I've actually, despite my initial reservations about the first one, enjoyed it. Enjoyed that one as well. Maybe that one, as it advertised itself as purely an in, uh, in India Pale Ale, would have might liked maybe a little bit more bitterness to the the, the finish. Yeah, it. but again, you know, because we're both on record more than once of having our opinions about an New England style IPA. Both of these, I think, were both very nice, both well balanced. Yeah, enjoyed them both. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what you say we're now drinking the Brewdog Radio, Radio Zombie Phoning, which was part of again. Last year's Advent Calendar. <laughs> the, the Advent Calendar that gives. That, that just keeps on giving. This is a Russian Imperial Stout and it's, did you say it was 14%? I did. And It's not even barrel aged. No, and but it's got that nose on it. It's got, it's a thick beer. It's delicious. It's absolutely delicious. Yeah. For me, there's, there's licorice up front. 
The licorice was quite prominent actually when you it's, said that. It's licorice and there's a little bit of sweetness which gives way to a little bit of dark chocolate in there. There's a, there's a subtle hint of roasted notes but they're not overpowering. No. Which drives through to a proper dark chocolate bit of finish. Yeah, that, that, there's a nice dryness in yeah. that bit of finish. Um, but again, it's so well balanced which makes it incredibly dangerously drinkable. Yeah. Now, interestingly, as the, as, as the film's playing out, so this is the Kelly, Kelly Clarkson song that we spoke about earlier on. So the this Trouble is the one. Is this the, so do you reckon... So this was the breakout song in the American version. So does the, the Sugar Babies play out the US version? We need to find out. We need to find out what plays out the US version. Because that, that would make sense, wouldn't it? It would. That the, the tunes were switched. Yeah. It'd be, a sh- if it'd be a shame if there wasn't a reciprocal arrangement. Yeah, well, it should be, shouldn't it? it yeah, should absolutely. Be. Well, I'm, I'm going to assume it is. Yeah. But again, so as a film, we've both thoroughly enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. It's far away from anything else we've done on Opinions on Films. And probably previously. will be for, again, or at least a long while. Yeah. Judging not, by the ones we've got lined up. I'm not sure we're going to go quite as a. So, rom com? No, not, not for a long while. Um. But I thoroughly enjoyed the film. It flies by every time I watch it. Oh, yeah, I was surprised that when when we set out, it was like, oh, the film's two hours ten. We know how long the film is, and yes, it has absolutely flown by. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's the way the film is paced in terms of like we say up front, it's like bang, 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 bang. His stories, stories, characters, characters, characters. Yeah. Get used to what's going on, and then it slows a little bit, and then it slows a bit more. And then it brings it to a grand finale. It ties everything up. And, and I think that's just what works with it so well. It does. Anyway, Steve, it's been brilliant. It has. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Cheers, mate. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Christmas is all around me. And so the feeling. It's written in